What are you connected to? How are you connecting? One of the things that I really took for granted is this whole idea of connection. Connection is so important to living a successful life. Connection is so important to really moving forward towards the things that you want to see happen. And once I encountered this individual who calls himself the connection coach, I realized that connection tremendously is so important to our lives if we desire to really move forward and accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, especially in business, because you want to be able to connect with your potential clients. You want to connect with those who follow you and who look to you for advice and for edification. Well, in this Rewind episode, we share an interview I did with Jonathan Sprinkles, the connection coach, and he's going to share with us why connection is key to shifting your life so that you can experience everything that you desire and crave from life. You know, this is a monumental moment for me today. I have followed our guest today via YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for years. I followed him for years because he decided to take control of his life and do the work he was purposed to do. I have followed him for many years because for years I wanted to do exactly what he's doing. But I have been fearful of letting go of my normal. However, since my gift of being laid off, I have decided to chart my own course, using people like our guest today as inspiration to stay the course. My guest today hails from Houston, Texas. He is a Pinnacle Award winner for excellence in business. He was voted Houston Business Journal's 40 Under 40 for being one of the top entrepreneurs in America's fourth largest city. He was also voted National Speaker of the Year by the APCA and Marketer of the Year by JMI and the Mentor of the Year by Disney four times in a row. I am pleased to welcome today Jonathan Sprinkles, the connection coach to the podcast. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, hey, how are you going? How's it going? How are you doing? Everything's going well, man. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this interview. I'm just excited and elated over the opportunity to speak with you because, as I stated earlier, that I've been following you for years and really have been inspired by how you have, you know, charted your course and got onto purpose and just been doing the thing for quite some time now. So, once again, I appreciate you being here. Hey, thank you for having me. And, and while you were very kind to talk about how honored you were to have me, I've got to tell you, it's a, I, I really believe in you and your story. While so many people have spent so much time complaining, whining, and bemoaning their situation, you have been one of the few people who've decided to make something of it. And to me, that's what America is all about. That yeah. is the American dream. Yeah. And it's not where you start, but where you choose to finish. 
And that last episode that you had was not an ending. It was just the ending of one chapter so that you can begin another one. So I take my hat off to you and I, I celebrate you and the spirit that has caused, caused you to be indomitable, meaning unbeatable. That is truly what has caused me to be excited about the interview, just like I was talking to Ryan Seacrest wow. or Howard Stern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You know, I just have decided that, you know, I wanted something different for my life. You know, I did the school thing. I did graduate school, you know, and I gave 10 good years professionally in healthcare, only to end up at the point where I needed to take more control over my time and over my life. And so, like I said, I use people like you and some others that have been truly inspiration to say that if they can do it, I can do it too. And so I'm starting out, you know, just doing these podcasts to provide some content and some helpful information to individuals who who were like me, you know, on jobs that that doesn't necessarily bring them any fulfillment on jobs that are not necessarily in alignment with their purpose. And they're saying, how can I make the transition to doing work that I love? And so that's why I wanted to interview today so that you can share uh, some of your story and some of your uh, ventures that might be inspiration to people as they're listening. So our theme for today's show is connection is key to shifting your life. Connection is key to shifting your life. And so, Jonathan, can you just give the listening audience a little bit more information about yourself and about your speaking career and how you have managed to stay uh, relevant and continue to grow your business? Sure. Well, people always ask me, how did I start speaking? And I always tell people that I found it and it found me. You know, I say, well, why are you a speaker? I say, because I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, I was a, a salesman at Dell Computers right around the turn of the century. And um, we were doing great. It was a time when things were rocking, that, that whole uh, uh, Y2K scare had everybody needing to, to, to redo all of their their infrastructure. They were afraid that their cars weren't going to work and that their businesses were just going to fall apart. I mean, it was a great time for computer companies. As a matter of fact, we were uh, mandated to sell about a million dollars a month, wow. not a year, a wow. month in computer equipment. And it was great. But it was when I was sitting at my little cubicle where I realized something that you know, 83% of communication is nonverbal, mm. and that's all that I had. 100% of my interaction with them was verbal. So I realized I needed to do something to get a leg up on the competition. So I would go to Toastmasters, and I would learn everything I could about how to communicate. I'd put tapes, yes, tapes, not CDs. I'd put tapes and, <laughs> and I'd listen to those on the way to work. And, you know, what Zig Ziglar said, if you do more than you're paid to do, the day will come when you're paid more for what you do. Wow. Well, I believe that. I believe it because I, I was working the job and I was doing okay. I was around 23, 24 years old. And uh, I made what for me was decent money was my last W-2 said I made around $82,000. But I realized, though, that my life was not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And one thing that a lot of people talk about when we discuss fulfillment is uh, I realized that the conversation that we have 
is wrong in most cases. Uh, fulfillment, a lot of times people look at that word balance, but I don't believe that it's possible, Marquis, to have balance. Balance means that I work for 12 hours and I sleep for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. That's balance, right? Mm-hmm. It means that I spend the same amount of time with my family as I do in my vision or my dream, right? It means that I have to do everything on the left the same as the right. No, it's not about balance. See, what what I've come to discover is that you can't have it all, but you can have all that matters. Wow. That's what you're going for. So it's not about balance. It's about alignment. Mm -hmm. It's about having everything that is in alignment with your priorities. Well, then the next question becomes, I know some of us are so caught up in in that rat race that we've been in for so long that some of us have become disenfranchised with what we even want. Well, here's how you know. This is how you know what brings you fulfillment. Just reverse it. Wow. Just reverse it. What makes you feel full? That's how you know what your priorities are. Here's a question I ask my audiences. When was the last time you felt fully alive? Fully alive. When was the last time when you were doing something, you said, wow, if I could do this my whole life, God, I would have a great life. When was the last time you said, um, you know, this is the best version of me? When was the last time when you said, I feel like I'm about three inches taller and the lights just came on a little bit brighter? Those are the times in which your your purpose and your gift have been knocking. And, and we know it because there's a conversation that's happening with our gift all the time, Marquis. Our gift is always talking to us. And it's our choice that we make that allows us to talk back to our gift. Our gift is always telling us, hey, this is who you are. And it's our choice to listen to and operate in that gift that is our direction, our conversation back to that, that gift. So in essence, you have to look for what makes you feel full. Well, I started talking to kids on weekends and I loved it. I was talking to them about staying in school and and making positive choices. And man, I really felt good about myself in those times. I felt full in those times. And, uh, you know, it was just a, a great thing. So by April of 2002, I prayed about it, and 30 days later, I was gone. You know, it wasn't the the smartest thing, not because I, 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 not because I quit, but just how I quit. I had no backlog, I had no business sense, but I just knew that I had a vision, and I was going to go out and do it. And uh, you know what I realized at the time, though, is that at some point, everybody has to make a decision in their life. And that's one of the key characteristics of successful people. I later came to find out that uh, Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, outlines 13 of the top characteristics of successful people. And one of them is to be decisive in nature. Mm -hmm. And one of the decisions that we all have to make is you have to decide to either chase your paycheck or chase your purpose. That's a, that's a good spot right there. You know, because why do, why is it important that we chase our purpose for using the words that you use in order to access that fulfillment in life? Why, you know, why is it important to do 
what your purpose to do or what you have passion for rather than, you know, at least getting an education, getting you a good job, and then allowing that to be, um, I guess, the, the donor to you doing your purpose. So it's like your purpose is part-time while you're working this full-time job. Why is it really important to really try to align the two together? The education that we get and the jobs that we have, those are all what we're paid to do. Mm -hmm. But the fulfillment comes from when we do what we're made to do. That's That's good. That's That's the bottom line. Right. Um, There's, and unfortunately, society has led many of us to believe the same thing that that I was taught, that there had to be a choice that you would make, that you can either live your your purpose or you could uh, go out and make the money. And they would say, oh, well, no, don't do that. Go, go, just go make the, go make the money. And then you can come back and, and spend more time working on your purpose. And, and I just don't agree. I, I really don't. I believe that you work harder you work better and you ultimately become more fulfilled when you are in that purpose generated, that purpose driven occupation. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, I, I talk about this sometimes in one of my talks. I don't really like to normally provide uh, money examples, not current money examples, but I just like to use this as a, as, as a, as a proof point for you. I remember when I was working at Dell, my highest W-2 said I made around 82, uh, between 82 and $83,000. Mm-hmm. And then not many years later, I was doing some things and shifting some money around and realized in my account in one day, I had $82,000. Wow. You know, that that's how you know that the work that you do will, will yield a return for you. There was uh, and a scripture that says your gift will make room for you. That's right. That's and right. And I believe, right. you know, and hey, I don't have a problem with using money uh, analogies. <laughs> I like what Les Brown always says. He says that, uh, you know, money isn't everything, but it sure is up there with oxygen. And so <laughs> using that analogy works for me, you know, and, and it's evidence. It's evidence that you uh, are in alignment especially when you have fulfillment in what you do. There's nothing like that fulfillment in knowing that I'm doing the work that I love, I'm serving other people, and I'm able to provide for myself and my family without, um, without great struggle to do that. You know? Yeah, Mar- Markeith, you put the, the nail on the head. You know, the truth is you can't give what you don't have. That's right. So I don't see any contradiction in having a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Some people say, oh, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, look, you have no idea how much more comfortable first class is than coach. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I tell you, well, you know, I I, I have no problems with, with talking about money because money is a tool. And the scripture says money solves all things. But let's go on to a few more questions here. You know, so you said that you took the leap um, and that it may not have been, quote unquote, the smartest thing to do when you did it, but you did it. You made a decision to do it. And so what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in 
following this passion of yours or following this purpose of yours to pursue the thing that was deeply in your heart? What's been the hardest thing, um, or maybe you can just share at the beginning, what was the hardest thing to overcome as you began to pursue this uh, dream of yours? That's a great question, and I'm sure you will identify with this because you you alluded to it at the top of our call. Mm -hmm. The biggest obstacle that I had to overcome was me. Mm. Did I have what it took? Uh, Did I have all the education, the intelligence, the favor, the whatever you want to throw out there? Did I have what it took? And what I've come to discover is the answer is really yes. As long as you have the, the, the reason why you want to achieve and you have a mentor who is going to help you get there, mm. you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. That's the great thing. See, I had a message, but I didn't have the mentor who provided the method to get my message out. And this is where a lot of people get it wrong, especially those who have never been successful on Mm -hmm. a level. Maybe you're what I call first generation successful. So you feel like you have to do it yourself. Well, no, that's the wrong thinking. And if you're thinking that way, you need to change. Because when you look at all of the greats, they all have coaches, they have mentors, they have advisors, all companies. You're not even allowed to have a a publicly publicly traded company without having a board of directors. That's right. You have to. So you have to take from the lessons of success and borrow what they're doing to become successful. Uh, Most, uh, actually all NFL or NBA or golf champions, they all have uh, coaches, not just their head coach and assistant coach, they also hire private coaches to improve their game. So if that's what they do, it's incumbent upon us to also do the same thing. Going back to that book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill also talks about in one of his uh, 13 characteristics, one of them is that the smart and wealthy people surround themselves in a master mind, meaning they surround themselves with other people who have been more successful than they are, and they all come together and solve each other's problems. Wow. Coming together to solve each other's problems. You know, yeah. Mentioning- yeah, my, my statement on, is, on that is this. Simple. If you're not making what you want to make, why aren't you being mentored by someone who is? If you knew how to get there on your own, wouldn't you be there? Right, right. If you never right. made 500000 or $1.2 million a year, what makes you believe that your mind is going to allow you to somehow cross over that plane? Albert Einstein said that a problem cannot be solved with the same mindset that created it. That created it. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to keep remaining in the same place. You've got to tap into a different set of thinking mm-hmm. because people aren't where they are because of anything that is ethereal or some kind of cosmic favor. They're there because they think differently. Wow. It's not because they're better. They just think differently. And that's what stopped me for a long time. And so I, I, I had to make the switch and I started investing in mentors who would help me 
to solve problems that at the time I did not know how to solve. And then I started to break out a lot faster. And then that was really the the difference that made the difference for me. So you said something that I think that many people don't quite understand when it comes to really manifesting the dream that they have or the vision that they have. You said invest it into a mentor. Oh, yeah. Flesh that out for those who are listening who don't quite understand what do you, you know, because we typically believe that, you know, you just find somebody who's willing to give you their time freely and you just listen to what they have to say and, and you follow, you know, whatever guidance they give you. But I think that that's different from investing in a mentor. Oh, yeah. No, I just actually had a, a uh, lifelong friend who joined my uh, private program. He enrolled in, in the program where I teach people how to elevate their platform and monetize their message. And one of the things that he said, and this is his words, not mine, but I really gained respect for him. Um, he's been a friend and I, you know, I've kind of helped him out every now and again, but you know, there's a difference in the level of information that I'm going to give you when you are investing in yourself versus when I'm just helping you because I want to, Mm -hmm. he said, I needed to elevate my relationship with Jonathan. He said, he has something that I need. And in order for me to show up as a serious player, then I need to show up bigger in how I'm investing in the relationship. He needs to graduate from friend to mentor because when you have a mentor and I could actually walk you through the process, when you have a mentor, um, the, the level of intention that someone places toward your success is completely different. Mm -hmm. One of the top ways I know that people aren't really serious and that they're probably a taker, not a giver is that they come to me asking for what I can do to them or for them in the beginning. They come out saying, Hey, can you do this for me? Can, and I get this all the time. You know, we, it's funny because intuitively you would think, no, that can't be the case. It is the case all the time. People are always asking, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you like this page? Can you go do this? Can you do, go do this? But there are so few people who come to me saying, how can I help you? Even if the answer is that I don't need help right now, um, you know, it at least endears me to them. But when people actually become a mentee of mine, now I have a vested interest in ensuring that they succeed and opening up my channels, my influence, my index of 15 years worth of contacts, as well as my solution for how to get from where they are to where they should be. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years now. I know a lot of stuff and a lot of people. I've been able to put people on and do great things. But I don't do that for people just because they want the hookup. No way. No way. Right, right, right. People are really serious. You know, one of the things that I've noticed in this past year of really uh, pressing and being consistent uh, with uh, creating my own platform and, and creating opportunities for myself is that, you know, I've learned to you know, identify certain people that I believe are are doing things that I would want to do. And I set up meetings with them. And the first question that I like to ask them is, how can I help you? Oh, yeah. 
you know, what area that you feel like may be lacking in your current business. And then I try to identify whether or not I have a skill set that can help them in those particular areas. And what I have found out is, is that those opportunities have always ended in a result of me doing something uh, business related with them because I started out with the conversation of how can I help you achieve uh, your goals in your particular business? Yeah. You know, the thing about people who are the most successful is that, uh, number one, they've, they've oftentimes worked their butt off to become where they are. And number two, they're very protective <laughs> of the, the process of becoming successful right. as well as the people who they've met who have helped them to become successful. And I'll tell you, I know a lot of people and I've worked really hard because there's a proverb that says a good name is to be had over silver and gold. Mm. I read that for the first time when I was, I don't know, 21 years old or so. And ever since then, I've been been guarding that really closely because I believe it. I believe that it's true. And I've worked on my reputation to be a high integrity person that people, no matter where you are, they they all say virtually the same thing about me. Not that I'm so great or awesome or anything, but at least people are going to say he does what he said he's going to do. That means a lot to me. That has value to me because I work my butt off to ensure that I don't just deliver, but I over deliver based on people's expectations. So based on that, that gives my brand a a level of value that I'm unwilling to compromise. And if somebody's coming to me saying, hey, give me the hookup, what they're saying is, I want to take your 15 years worth of information and the relationships you've sown into and the decisions you've made and all of the trips that you've taken and the meals that you've bought for people. And I want to just come in and step in front of all that. And I want to just come and get that. No way. No way. Not going to happen. Now, I'm happy to do it with those who are serious and who invest in themselves. But for those people who just want to step in and, again, get the hookup, not a chance. Wow. This is a lot of information and we only have so much time. But, you know, you have hit on a lot of different things, no matter where people are in their careers or where they are in their business. There are some principles that you have shared so far that are universal principles, principles that if you apply these things, you are sure to have the result of good fruit at the end. Um, So at this time, we're going to stop for just a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business. Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to 
the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always gotten. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Well, welcome back, friends. We are so excited and elated that we have Jonathan Sprinkles, the connection coach from Houston, Texas, with us on podcast. And we just got finished having, you know, a an excellent discussion on what it means or what it takes in order to get to your manifested vision. And so we just want to jump right back in here and, and start our discussion again because I really want to provide you with the content and information from somebody who is living their dream, somebody who's living their life on purpose, for purpose. And so, Jonathan, we were talking during the break about some tips that you have on uh, that will help individuals to better serve their community or become more valuable within their industry. And so can you just share the, your tips on how to become a valued member of your community or how do I serve my way to the top? I love it. Well, I like the theme that you have going. Connection is key to shifting your life. Uh, that was, that's brilliant uh, because it really does start with the first connection that you make. Like, for example, anybody who comes to me who says that they're a member of your community, well, obviously I'm going to have a certain level of uh, good feelings about that because I have good feelings about you. So one connection leads to another connection. So remember, regardless of what your your vision is, whether your vision is to have a a uh, business that is in real estate, whether it's insurance, sales, whether you want to be a chef, uh, whether you want to open your own daycare, whatever it is, remember, we're all, not some, we are all in a service business. You have to be very clear about that. We are all in the service business, meaning that we're providing some level of good feelings to people and people can choose to find another service provider at the drop of a dime because we live in a capitalist society. So all things being equal, people will choose the person they know, like, and trust to work with. So keep that in mind. Connection is key. So having the connections is a difference between you having a, uh, a, a good career and having a year that is beyond anything that you could ever imagine. So the I, there was a young lady who came up to me at my church on Sunday, and uh, she was telling me that she was interested in um, in doing something in my a genre called the information marketing business, and uh, I was just really excited that she was making that plunge. And I said, well, what, what caused you to, to do this? And why are you in this Facebook group? And why are you doing this? She said, well, because I saw you doing it. So I figured whatever you're doing must be right. So I said, well, okay, well, if you're in, then clearly then you have a level of hustle. So I can appreciate that. Let me see what I can do to help you out. And I gave her three rules. Um, anytime you're in a community, don't just be uh, the person at, at the, the club or the person, and I'm speaking metaphorically now, don't be the person at the club 
or the person at the cocktail party who's just saying, hey, let me talk about me. Let me tell you about me. How can you help me? Let me tell you what I want to do. How can you give me the hookup? That's the person that word starts to get around. Hey, nobody talk to her. Nobody talk to him. Avoid that person like the plague. So I said that there's three things you need to do. And, and to keep it really simple, I made it as simple as A, B, C. So A is if you look at the emotional bank account that Stephen Covey talked about in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he said that you, you're always making withdrawals and deposits in everybody's emotional bank account. So A would be the withdrawal. That's your ask, meaning think about what you ask of the group. The, the asks are the questions. The asks are the, hey, can you tell me a better way to do this? Or can you tell me who has the best this? Or which one of these should I invest in? Uh, you're, you're asking people to do something or provide something for you. Hey, would you mind clicking my fan page? Can you do those things? Can you uh, help me to get some likes here? Okay, those are your, your asks. Very simple, the requests that you make of the group. But on the other side of the ledger, this is how you add value to the group. Um, there's the B, which is what you bring, mm -hmm. meaning what solutions do you have? If you know about any sales, you can bring that to the group. This doesn't even have to be your product. Hey, in case you're interested, Markeith has a sale on his new podcast series. Make sure you check it out. It's 25% off if you get it by Monday. Mm -hmm. That's a, a bring. If you know about any secrets that somebody has, that is posted online. Hey, I just found this great website that's telling you the 12 ways to start your own podcast or 12 day ways to get a book written in 30 days or less. Or, uh, you know, Jonathan Sprinkles just posted at greatspeakingtips.net. You may want to check this out. So again, this is a way of creating information, even if you don't have it yourself. You can just be a vessel or be a reporter that's a great way to still be a value add to a community so that you're balancing the asks and the brings. Now, my ratio is three to one. I believe that for every one ask, you need to bring three things to the community. Wow. So you can find out sales, you can find out secrets, or if you also know of any stories that validate what people have been talking about. Hey, here's a great case study that... Uh, I can I can share with you of what I've done based on what you taught me. So let me show you. So just before we were talking, Marquise said, um, "Hey, I do this podcast using this software." I said, "Okay, well, I've I've never heard of this software. I've never used it. Now, if I wanted to endear myself to Marquise and I wanted to connect to him, so that I could shift my life." If I saw him as an influencer, and that's a whole other conversation about how to label people so that you can know who to target. Um, if if I influence, if I labeled him as an influencer, I would create a story out of what he taught me. I would say, okay, Marquise told me on uh, January first to try out this software. It's now February 1st, and here's what I've done. Mm. It's March 1st, and here's what I've done. So. Just FYI, I'm using the stuff that you're teaching. I am a good egg. I am an implementer, and I am someone who you can also invest in as well because good things happen when you give me information. Wow. See, 
So what you've done is you created your own reality show. You are your own reality show star. See? That's awesome. And then people begin to chime in and go, oh, that's good. Hey, did you, did you hear about this? Uh, if you thought this was good, let me help you with this. So now you've created your own story around yourself. And then finally, the last, the A, the B, the ask, the bring, and then finally, the C, you comment. And that means that you can like what other people say. You place comments saying, that's so funny, that's good, thank you. Um, and, and then you also uh, challenge what some people say. If you do have an answer that might be better than someone else's, then you just challenge and say, hey, that's good. Here's another way to look at it. Here's, another, here's something else that someone else has said. And, and then you help the group to become better. Either way, you're not just a taker, you're a value creator within the community. Wow. So A is ask, B is bring, and C is comment or challenge. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I, take, I hope that you who are listening, you took those three tips. These are three tips that can help you serve your way to the top of any community, you know, and we're using that term community because nobody is successful uh, unto themselves. Everyone is successful in life and business only based on the community that helps them to get to that success. Absolutely. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. And so we do have a few more questions that I'd like to end the show with. And these are questions that kind of help us learn more about your, your habits, your, your rituals, your practices, things that you do to keep yourself inspired and motivated um, towards uh, the prize. And so where do I start if I know that I'm not in alignment with my purpose? What were some things that you did that help you get inspired and motivated to get moving towards that thing? Well, what you have to do is surround yourself with those who are. And sometimes it's very difficult to do that. When you find people who are uh, knowing that they're out of place, a misfit, so to speak, you you just don't belong there. Uh, It's very hard sometimes to find those who are walking in agreement with their gift, mm-hmm. uh, it's very difficult. So what you can do is find that through books. I believe that there's three things that everybody should be doing. I don't care whether you are uh, already walking in agreement with your gift or not. Uh, three things that everybody needs to do is you need to be reading, you need to be writing, and you need to be rehearsing. You need to be reading, meaning you... Uh, one thing I know is that all of the successful people in in life they have one thing in common the most successful people have all had a desire to give back and help other people who also want to be successful it's an ego thing it's a it's a spiritual thing it's a a legacy thing however you want to categorize it it's all the same thing people want to help other people become successful and if somebody who has been successful from all the generations, I mean, from thousands of years ago until now, they, they have all done it the same way. They've not invented a better way yet. They write books. So when you read, you're able to tap into the genius of people who have been where you are. So that's why reading is important. The next thing you need to do is you need to be writing. You need to be writing down the things that are important to you. 
writing down, um, explaining your point of view. If you see an interview on the radio, on the radio, uh, if you see an interview uh, on the, on television, how would you answer these same questions? Write down your thoughts and then turn that into your blog. One day that can be the background for your book. If you just write for about a little bit, for about 10 minutes every day for 30 days, guess what? You've got your first book written, done. Nobody said your book had to be 500 pages. If you had a little 50-page book or 60-page book, that's a book. You put it in between a cover and you keep going, and then you could create it for $2 a book, sell it for $10 a book. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty good return on investment for me. That's that's what a lot of people don't know. You know, they say um, um, without vision, the people perish. Um, I, and I believe that with without having knowledge of how to make that vision come to pass, they don't perish, but they definitely live a life that is underserved that uh, much less than what they could and should be achieving. You know, that vision needs some, some information and some wisdom in order to make that happen. And and that's why I really enjoy doing what I do. I have a mandate to the people who I'm current, who are currently enrolled in my, uh, uh, in, in my community that we're all going to be authors. We're all doing podcasts. We're going to take our message and monetize it. And when you cross that that threshold and you finally get to a point where you are actually benefiting and you're profiting yeah. from, from your message, the stuff you've already been through, if you learn, if you've been divorced and it hurt and you're a single mom, single dad, if you've had a business for more than five years, and most people close their business within five years. If you've ever gotten an award or somebody told you, hmm, that's good information, you can monetize that. And when we cross that threshold and become authors, man, it's like the world opens up for you. And I said, I want everybody to have that experience. Wow, wow, wow. Man, I'm learning a whole lot from this show. Well, we're about to wrap up here in the next few minutes. I wish we could stay a little bit longer, but I try to keep the podcast to a certain limit. And so I got a couple of more questions and if we can kind of keep them as succinct as possible, that would be great. What's your number one ritual or practice that you have to stay motivated in life and, and work? Uh, number one ritual that I have is uh, I I am a, a very curious person. So I am always digging into new ways to deliver my information so that I can serve my community better. Okay. So I'm 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 a multidisciplinary kind of guy. I like the ABCs. I have another ABC phrase that I use, always be collecting. So mm. I'm always collecting from a lot of different places. I watch comedy, I watch magic, I watch hypnotists, I look at people who are delivering the nightly news, and I'm always looking for for new ways to deliver that. In addition, I'm looking for models. And that's the other piece as well. I'm, I'm looking for people who have the models already laid out because I heard a an expression some time ago, uh, it's better to copy genius than to create mediocrity. Mm. So better I'm copy always- Copy genius than to create mediocrity. Yeah, so I'm always learning that I want to- um, <laughs> I always want to find ways to, to do it better. Okay. That's what I'm doing all the time. I'm a big reader and a researcher. Researcher. 
What's one online resource tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity? You know, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because Verizon just did a uh, an article on me asking me about these things. I can tell you one I really like that's been really cool. Maybe a lot of people already have it. Okay. But Evernote, I like that one. Oh, Evernote is the bomb. Evernote is great. And I can throw in another one, Dropbox. Mm-hmm. That one is great. Now, I know people use it, but I have the Dropbox Premium now, so I have a whole terabyte. Mm-hmm. And, man, that has really helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I throw out a few of them. Um, what's the other good one that I always use? It is um, Wonderlist, W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. Okay. I that one, because then I can share my list between that and my, my team. And because I travel a lot, doing a lot of speaking engagements, uh, flight view is my other app that I love. It'll tell you not only the, the flight, but also where it's coming down and baggage claim. Um, it'll tell you the, the flight status of where it is at that time. It's amazing. Wow. Wow. Great resources. Thanks. All right. What about one book that's made the biggest impact on you? You know, for a personal development book that I read is What Makes the Great Great by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. I I credit him for becoming a speaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the one who helped me to see that uh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to speak with the level of power and authority that he did. That's a great personal development book. But, uh, you know, Dan Kennedy is a great author. And and the book that I always have people in my my program read is – the ultimate marketing plan. He has two of them, actually, the ultimate sales letter and the mar- ultimate marketing plan. Those two books are really phenomenal, and they lay out everything you need to know in order to become uh, successful quickly and learn how to create a brand and then begin to monetize it. Great. Some great reads. I've read um, Dennis Kimbrough's books as well as... Uh the one that you mentioned kind of at the beginning of the show is Think and Grow Rich. Uh, a lot of people mentioned that as well. And so as we wrap up, you know, I like to give our guests a opportunity to just share one last piece of advice to help people stay the course, to help people keep the faith, to help people to not give up on their dreams, but yet to pursue their dreams wholeheartedly and understand that it will take some time, that it will take some sacrifice. But if you do not quit, if you do not quit, you shall reap if you faint not, as the scripture Uh, would say. And so what's one parting piece of advice that you would like to leave with the audience? uh, Well, I'm going to take a different uh, mindset on it. Okay. Uh, You know, I, I believe that if I can convince you not to do it, then it wasn't for you in the first place. Mm. I believe that if I can tell you, hey, if I can tell you what all is going to take and that scares you away, then you need to go find something else. Because the, the truth is everything you want is surrounded by something else that you don't want. If you want to have a great body, it means you're going to have to wake up early or stay up late and work out. It means you're going to be sore often. It means that you're going to have to alter your diet. You can't eat what you normally eat. And if I have to, if I can tell you, hey, this is what it's going to take, and that's enough to scare you away, then guess what? It wasn't for you. But if you continue on, and if you say, you know what, whatever it takes, whatever I have to go through in order for me to get to, then that's how you know that this is the thing that you can latch in and, and sink your teeth in on. Because it's going to require that. You never ask, is it going to be easy? You always ask, 
is it going to be worth it? Don't ask if it's going to be easy. Always ask if it's going to be worth it. Words of wisdom from the Connection Coach himself, Jonathan Sprinkles. 